Hey, welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan Gerard, and I'm here with my co-host, uh, Rick Grunewald. What's up, Ryan? How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. Had some technical dif- difficulties. Uh, uh, we got it working now. You know, Ryan's our chief IT man in the house, so nothing that, nothing that you know, your brain can't handle. Me, of course, I'm just like futzing around with my phone trying to reboot everything. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm glad one of us could actually solve the problem. Yeah, nothing a reboot can't fix. Absolutely. So yeah, dude, what's uh what's going on with you? New year, uh new us. Just kidding. Yeah. Same, same old us, still doing the podcast. Nothing's really changed. Um but yeah, what's uh what's been going on with you in the new year, Ryan? Uh well, first and foremost, I feel like it is uh my fault we haven't been doing this on a regular schedule. Uh I just want to say I've been super busy recently with studying for the CCNA. Uh it's been kind of uh a huge huge thing I've been doing lately and it's been taking up a lot of time. So I want to apologize for uh, not being more consistent with this, but uh, we're back at it now. So uh, moving forward, I'm almost there. So once that's done with, uh, I'm hoping to get back on a more consistent schedule with this. Yeah. Back at it again. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been the holidays too. You know, it's like, I know we're technically, you know, we're like 18 days into January, but I feel like we're just getting rolling after, you know, getting back to work and just like the craziness of the last few weeks. But I know uh, I've been getting on the bike a decent amount, doing some, a little bit of racing, staying true to the bike race. You've been doing a lot of uh, bike racing. Been doing a lot of bike racing, a lot of e-racing. You know, I think the the last uh, podcast that we left off on, actually, we were, uh, we were still talking about um, the Echelon Race League. Uh, I haven't done the couple the races for a while, but we did, try give it a go on the last one i don't know if you did but i, I did yeah um, well the last one was actually this last weekend i was oh, on this weekend so i wasn't able to do it oh sorry i meant the one like so that oh was yeah like maybe, maybe two or three rounds ago um i'll tell yeah, you what it did not I go did, well for me so i did i did better i did better than i did the first time i actually i felt really good um, I made it to, um, like the last lap of my race. Uh, so, I, and so this was back on the gateway cup, um, Benton park criterium course, and I was feeling really good. And then I think I was able to kind of take some of the, uh, some of the little tips that we had picked up from, uh, from Eric and Frank and apply those to my racing. And we did some bot racing too, to kind of get a better feel for it. But there was a part of the course where we were going downhill. And I've done this course before. You've done this course as well, too. And it's, it's, a, it's a part of the course where, like, you're just – you're generally able to kind of, like, let off the gas and, like, get a drink of water. And I kid you not, I stopped pedaling for, like, three seconds, grabbed my water, took a drink, and I was so far off the back, I couldn't do a thing to get back on, which was, like, extremely frustrating. Um, I think we'd, we kind of talked about how, you know, the physics are obviously – a lot different than Zwift and a lot of other platforms. Um, But I feel like kind of what happened to that race was a little ridiculous, but that was just my experience personally up until then. I felt like I was doing all right. Yeah. I believe they actually pushed out an update and, uh, and to be honest, I have not actually been on RGT since that last race. Uh, I've been doing like maybe one race a week and I've been doing it on Zwift. So uh, there's just not really any, times that i can race when i on rgt so that's why i've been doing swift racing otherwise i would have i would actually give rgt another try yeah uh, but i believe they put out pushed out an update to fix the 
the drafting, I think they made it so yes. that it's harder. It's harder for the people at the front. So when yeah. you're when you're at the front, you get a more realistic, like in the wind type uh, feeling. So I believe that's they did that so that the people at the front actually go slower. So that if you get disconnected at all, you're not like totally screwed. Yeah, and that's actually so like like I mentioned in that race, I was. I was making some good moves and I, I like was able to kind of like race way smoother just because I was, um, you know, like letting off into corners, kind of watching the auto braking, trying to like put my guy in a good position to take some decent lines throughout the race. Um, but yeah, it's like, at least before the update, if you were to be pushed out of that draft pocket, it would like, you would just, there's like, it was almost impossible. It felt like to get back into the pocket. Like I was doing like, 800 watts downhill and i couldn't like i couldn't even get close to the field so like i'm glad that they came out with that update i'm probably going to give it another try this week um and just see you know how it feels after that update i think that was honestly my biggest like gripe at that point was how how like close you had to be to actually get the draft uh from like the back of the field um so yeah i'm, I'm all in all I'm, I'm happy that that update's coming out i'll definitely give it another try um there's that echelon race league is still going on so probably jump mm-hmm. in there one or two more of those and see how it is but uh other than that i've actually been doing a lot of zwift racing as well too um which has been a lot of fun and you know we kind of started doing some zwift racing in october i think and it was pretty new for us um we'd done like one or two maybe in the past but ryan after like doing a couple months of zwift racing what are your thoughts i guess e-racing in general right what are your thoughts? How are you liking it? What are like some of the biggest things you're taking away? Uh, just uh, fill us in there. Uh, so I'm going to do a slight going from Zwift to RGT back to Zwift. Nice. Uh, one thing that I like about Zwift that I actually don't think I liked originally was, and I, I might, may have talked about this, but in Zwift, uh, when you take a corner, you know, on your screen, it looks like every avatar is taking a different line through the corner when in reality on the client side. So on each individual person's computer screen, everybody takes like the middle line around no matter what it looks like on your screen, what like what it looks like the other avatars are doing. Oh, interesting. Everyone takes a single the same line. And then it wasn't until RGT where, you know, the breaking zone is the same no matter if you take the inside inside line or the outside line and also it doesn't matter how close you are to the person in front of you uh that is something i think rgt needs to improve is the braking zones and the speed you take through the corner and that's the hard part of making like a simulation racing thing where you know in real racing if you take the outside line even though it's a longer path, you will be able to take more speed around that path. Right. And then also too, if people are breaking in front of you and there's a 10 foot gap, you're not going to also start breaking. You're going to go into the back of that, you know, you're going to fill that 10 foot gap without breaking. And I think that's where, you know, uh, the, the simulation, the simulation no longer becomes a simulation. It, and so I think a, if they it just, a meta, right like it's not as yeah like this you, this is just kind of how it works yeah so i think yeah to be honest i think that might be actually an easier thing to fix uh i just think they need to reduce the braking I, I think the braking is a little too strong and then maybe uh divide up those corners 
into almost like lanes and in in the back end physics of of those lanes do if you're in the inside lane you go slower if you're on the outside lane you get to keep your speed and go faster yeah because that that was kind of always the issue is if you watch any any of the races going around a corner it like echelons out and you'll see that like um diagonal line of riders because no matter if if all the riders go through the corner at a straight line the person on the inside of the corner is going to come out of the corner first and the person on the outside of the corner is going to be getting dropped yeah right so that was that was kind of my one thing where that gets away from the simulation but also impacts the race quite a lot and then you know, this again, this is to my own personal opinion. I think it really benefits the person who is well above the skill level of everyone else. So, yeah, because they can muscle, they can kind of muscle it through the yeah. corners. Yeah, it seems like RGT really benefits the person who is, you know, on a level above everyone else because they can kind of counter those bad lines that are you know inside versus outside lines right. well, and because sometimes and then you if just you're just it either sometimes like yeah avatars on the outside and it's very hard even if you try to line it up like you don't have direct steering control so you you just can't quite like force yourself to get into a good position sometimes it's just like you just end up on the outside so like t- to the point that you're saying if you're if you're stronger than everybody else you can kind of manage those like unlucky parts uh whereas like somebody that's maybe more trying to be more tactical they're maybe at the at the whim of kind of the luck of the field if that makes sense yeah because in a real race you'd have to use the tactics and the strategy to then survive the race and then do what you can at the end and which is a very you know real strategy you know yeah uh but then during this you know the skill level and ftp is you know it feels more it feels more pronounced right it makes it a lot more pronounced. And so, you know, I think they're, you know, reaching to be a, you know, simulation race game. Mm-hmm. And I think this, that would be a great thing that they could look at to just kind of tinker with the physics of, you know, they want to be a simulation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're on their way. Like I'm excited. I think they're on their way. So I yeah, I, I do. I'm excited to try the update. I think that's good. I think the place that all of these, and I say all, I, we're really talking about two of like these racing games right now is that they're very different, but they're different in that they just have their own meta. So like for yeah. RGT, the meta is, you know, like kind of, well, it was staying close to the front, trying to make sure that you weren't caught out on the outside lines, because like mm-hmm. we were talking about, you really can't yeah. like save energy on the outside. And then with Zwift, the meta is just a lot different where it's mostly. Yeah, like... let's move to talking about Zwift now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I hate just like sticking on RGT because, you know, I think it is good. I think, you know, doing the simulation of like making it more of a simulation is a good step for the entire racing community. Uh, Zwift is, of course, like we've said before, it's an arcade, uh, which lends itself better, I think, to supplementing like a workout with. I found that, you know, doing the trainer road hour and a half, like tempo rides where you sit at like 260 watts, is just a grueling workout to do for an hour and a half. Um, I can do, I can do an hour and a half race in Zwift and be kind of engaged the entire time and not get really burnt out from doing that type of ride. Yeah. And I it know. hits, it's like the, the, the race and the actual training ride are almost exactly the same thing, but 
I feel like I can get through the race easier. Yeah, you know, it's really funny that you say that, Ryan, because I think, um, you know, like the way we train, you and I is maybe a little bit different, but I feel like, um, you know, like we both really like racing. I, I like being engaged with that, even if it's like e-racing and, you know, it's not for everybody, but for me, it's like very motivating. And I really feel like I've never been able to train harder using Zwift. And I, and I, part of me was like kind of waiting to just like for the wheels to come off the, off the rails and just really burn out. But I, you know, I really haven't yet. Who knows? Maybe I will, because I'm just really enjoying the racing and I, and most of my training right now, I guess you, if you even can call it training, it's just racing. It's just getting on Zwift. You know, if I want to do a really intense workout, I'll find some, a couple of short races and stack those. If I want to do more of like a tempo or like threshold workout, I'll find a longer road race. That's maybe like 30, 30 plus miles and just do that, which is kind of like sitting closer to like your threshold or your sweet spot. And I just find it to be a lot of fun. And it's actually, weirdly enough, it's, it's, uh, it's been like one of the best off seasons that I've had in terms of like both training and power numbers. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's two types of people when it comes to cycling. I think there's people that, that like to race and the best thing that they can do is race. And then there's some people that like to train and, you know, they just might get burnt out from doing a ton of Zwift races, but I don't know, man, I don't think that's me right now. Yeah. Uh, so if, if we can, um, kind of shift over to the training aspect of it so personally uh i've been in full swing of training i'm actually in the build phase right now and and just for and context you're uh you're still working on a, a build phase for a half iron man currently half iron man yeah right. and so my first target race is going to be june 27th unfortunately i think that's actually downer avenue so i won't be oh, able to no. attend Ryan, but how dare you yeah. Will, will that, wait, there's will that a, be that you're going to miss uh, the toad days the week before? Probably. Uh, I'm I, probably going to, I'm probably going to skip toad this year. Wow. And you know, the reason being though, is that I want to do a full commitment to the triathlon thing this year. Yeah. That's, that's uh, I fair. might, that, that's not to say that I won't do other races if there are other races. Uh, it's just this year, I probably won't do toad. I will certainly be there when I can, you know, if it's, I think the race is on a Saturday, so I will certainly, if I can be there Saturday night, I certainly will be, uh, and I'll be there the weekend before that to cheer everyone on and, you know, get the, get the environment and the atmosphere. Cause I love it, but yeah, I'm really excited. I think I can do well there. And so I'm going to use that as a test race. Um, I'm not going to do a hundred percent effort, you know? Sure. <laughs> and in the background said, yeah, you will, <laughs> but I'm going to do, I'm going to put down a solid effort and it's really going to be focusing on, you know, the transition, the food, the pacing. Yeah. Anna says, I don't know how to not race. Yeah. But yeah, so it, it's kind of, it's kind of to gauge things. Um, I think I can do all three distances, you know, the swim bike run without issue or without killing myself to, you know, without, t you know, I'll probably take like the next week pretty easy and then jump back into training. And I don't think it'll really set me back much, but uh, I'm in the build phase right now. And I, th I think we've talked about the build phase and my really bad track record with it. <laughs> uh, it, this has been no different. You know, I thought I would, I was going to be able to, you know, really get after this build phase, but you know, I have just been destroyed physically and it's been, you know, affecting me like mentally with studying for the CCNA and stuff. And, you know, that's a lot of extra stress as well.
but so I have a new mantra. I have kind of reeled it back. And after the holidays, I actually restarted the build phase. Uh, Anne and I both did. And I have a new mantra of do less than you think you can, which means, so I'm, I'm going to be trying out two things. And the first one is do less than you think you can. And what that means is do supplement the workouts for an easier workout so that you don't feel so tired. Cause what happens is I get through the first week of workouts and every workout I'm like going to the limit. And then, you know, with swimming and running, I'm not really getting like a recovery day. And then the second week I complete like one workout on Monday and then the rest of my workouts, I'm just like shattered and I can't complete anything. My body's just hurts everywhere. And I feel like that ruins my entire block. So this time, my mantra is do less than you think you can. So uh, for running, I'm sticking at zone two. And for biking, I'm just supplementing easier workouts that still hit the same target zones. But instead of doing six six uh, intervals at threshold, I'm doing four intervals. Yeah. And I. Th- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. And I. Th- yeah, and I think that's going to be a game changer for me kind of coming out of it without so much fatigue and focusing on completing workouts rather than, you know, getting to pushing yourself to complete exhaustion or like your limit each time you get on the bike. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a really smart thing to do. That's definitely something that we've talked about in the past where, which is, you know, just because you have, you know, X amount of time to train, or you think you can do these training weeks, like nobody, like, I I guarantee you're going to be better off, like toning it down and nailing every single week at 80% than going, you know, like maxing out your training availability and your time and your, your ability to like hold that, like, uh, absorb that training. It's like, yeah, you might get a couple of those hundred percent weekends in and feel okay. But the first time something like kind of comes up in your life, that's like maybe it could be work stress. It could be, you know, you just got to like, you know, do some other stuff that you didn't anticipate. And all of a sudden, like, you know, it feels like you're, you're kind of coming undone and you can't handle the training load. So I think it's a really smart thing to do, Ryan. I think you're always better to get to where you're going with maybe a little bit left in the tank, a little extra freshness. And, uh, and then who knows, you know, that, that might be what you need to have a really good performance on race day, but I think unless you're a pro athlete and you can kind of structure your life about doing the max by doing the maximum amount of training that you can with withstand, it's always better to tone it back. Yeah. And you know, I, my goal is to hit like five Watts on every FTP test, which gives me a good progression. And actually, you know, in, I think it's eight months now in eight months that actually puts me at a really solid FTP it actually gets me pretty close to five watt per kilogram FTP. So, um, I'm going to stick after that, go after five Watts, every single FTP test. And I think with that same thought process, you know, I can, I can dial it back and still get that five watt increase every single time. Yeah. That's a, that's a so, pretty steady progression. I don't think that's a bad goal at all. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the hardest part is looking at your workouts and seeing the workout that you have planned previously because, you know, you thought it out like, okay, I know I struggled with this one earlier and I can only hit it when I'm feeling super fresh. So I'm going to dial it back. And then when you actually get to the workout, you kind of think like, ah, oh, this looks too easy. I, I should bump it up. 
Yeah. And the hardest part is then telling yourself, no, I'm not going to bump it up. I'm going to get through this workout, even if I think it's easy. And like, surprise, surprise, you know, it's still challenging. Just because you're doing four intervals instead of six, like, it still pushes you, you know? It's just not put- pushing you to your physical limit. Yeah, it's really easy to turn up the workout on a Tuesday and not think about what the workout's going to be like on Saturday. You know, like, you should, exactly. be, you should be thinking about, like, every week is, like, kind of a finish line of training. And if you sprint through the first two days of training, like, you're gonna, your, your butt is going to be dragging through like the last couple of workouts. Like I know I I've been there where like I kill it early in the week and I can just heart. I'm, I'm like, I'm hanging on for dear life to make it through like my, what, whether it's a Thursday or Friday or Saturday workout. So that's, I mean, that's a good way to approach it. Just, you got to think like really holistically. And um, that's like something that's really hard to do for most people is just like, turn it down a little bit. Like you don't need to constantly kill yourself. Like you got to be able to absorb that training. Uh, what about you? Have you uh, done any intervals in the last uh, few months other, or are you just doing Zwift racing? Yeah, I haven't done any intervals in months, long time. Uh, Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> you should, you should honestly just carry that out. Just only Zwift race through yeah, toad and see what kind of results you get. Cause that would be really interesting to see what would happen. Like- I, yeah, I, you know what, like, it's just really bizarre to me. Like I, I keep looking at like, I'm actually like really enjoying Swift racing. Kind of like what I said before, I I'm a racer. I like to race. Like I'll, I'll pick racing over training any day of the week. I get super bored with training and all I'm doing is racing. I'm doing three to four races a week and I've never been stronger and fitter. Like I, in the past, I think, you know, like, and again, I don't, I haven't done like FTP tests, but these, these races are around, um, you know, like 20 to 30 minutes long to an hour. So I kind of get an idea of like where my power is at. If you're, if you're thinking about like FTP, I guess you could say, and like, you know, before like a really good year for me, I'd be kind of hovering around like, like 725. And like right now my estimated power is like 310. And I'm like, geez, that's like, more than I ever would have thought it would be for, for the beginning of the season. You know, again, I, I don't know how, how long this is going to last for, or if I'm going to burn out, but I feel good doing it. I'm really not like doing crazy hours at all. I'm probably averaging closer to like maybe five hours a week. So I get five very hard, very intense hours of racing in, but my overall load isn't super high. So I'm just feeling really good. I'm having fun. I'm not burnt out. And I'm just going to kind of carry this into the summer and see what happens. I don't really have any like goals or expectations. Um, I'm just kind of like digging the e-racing thing right now. Um, But I kind of like to break my e-racing up into, so kind of like how you talked about Ryan, like, you know, maybe you're not doing, I'm not not doing intervals, but what I like to do is kind of break my week up into like types of races that kind of help me in different areas, if if you want to say. So I like to do a day of like, small like shorter multiple races so like and zwift has some really cool sprint style races anywhere from like six miles to 10 miles i'll do like two or three of those and then i typically like to do maybe like a medium length race so something around like i don't know like 20 miles so that'll be like somewhere between like 30 or 40 minutes and then i kind of like to finish the week with a longer race some somewhere like 30 or more miles. I haven't done any of the super long races yet. I know there are some like 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 
like super long races on Zwift. Um, but that's kind of what I'm doing right now to, to get through the winter. Nice. I like that. And one thing I actually noticed about you, and it could be the difference because I think personally I'm realizing how much more important recovery is than I think people realize, uh, one thing I noticed about you is that you're really good at recovery. Oh, you, yeah. ta- you take recovery days appropriately. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I actually heard in a interview recently was, was, was with Sebastian Keenley, who is a professional triathlete. He won Kona, I think, in like 2013 or 2014. One thing he said was he had actually had – he had always been – he was always – tending to a running injury pretty much his entire career. And then he actually switched coaches, I believe. And his coach said, you know what? We're going to dial back the running and fix this issue. And he said he toned it back. So as an Ironman professional, he, he said he only was doing 27 kilometers per week, which, you know, roughly is – 18 miles which is maybe not, not a lot most which i is, would say most like recreational like half half ironman athletes probably do more than that right yeah like a like a recreational runner would do about 20 miles a week and wow. so he's doing about 18 miles a week one and he, that same year he won kona doing 18 miles a week on yeah, average yeah i dude i i i'm a huge and he said he says he thinks the the amount of recovery that he had from like just not running you know so many miles you know i i saw a workout from Lionel Sanders and like just a normal workout he had done a marathon and he biked and swam that same day as well yeah i remember you know, it's, so like the big theme of speaking of Lionel Sanders and if anybody hasn't doesn't know who that is you can just search him on youtube he's got he's a very uh, prolific triathlete he's really known as being like a, a big worker, like he'll put in just these massive, and he's very, very fit, very fast. But um, I think the theme of the last couple um, Kona championships for him has been he's kind of like been off the pace. And I've I've listened to some pundits, and what seems to be the theory in the past is that he was just doing too much work before these events. He was putting in too big of blocks. He mm-hmm. wasn't he wasn't letting his body recover. And yeah, I'm a huge, I, you kind of mentioned it. Like I'm a big recovery person. Like I think you should, as an amateur, like you should take multiple, for me personally, this works for me. You should take like multiple days off a week. I take at least two rest days. Most often I honestly take like three rest days because the other three or four days that I'm training are hard. They're, like that's, you've got to rest really hard to like hit really good training blocks. That's kind of my theory. So I don't put in a ton of hours, but when I get on the bike, it's really good quality and my body's able to absorb it. Yeah. And so, you know, I would probably do that, but with running and swimming too, it's hard to take off a day because you have to, you know, decide which activity do I want to do less of. And when you're trying to get good at three activities, it's really hard to say, I'm not going to put effort towards, you know, one or two of these. So I think, what's going to work best for me is keeping the same amount of time, but just dialing back the intensity. So each week I still feel like I have a a bit in the tank rather than emptying that tank every week. And then going into the next week, 
trying to do the full week on an empty Yeah, tank. I mean, that's, that's exactly it, right? You can control your training load in two ways. You can either, and for you, you kind of only have one option because you're doing a triathlon, you're doing three different sports. Your volume inherently has to be kind of high. So you can either dial back the volume, which is kind of what I do. I tend to dial back the volume and increase the intensity. Or what you do is you dial back the intensity and you keep up or you even sometimes increase your volume. Um, because, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are pretty uh, familiar with like zone two work, which zone two, uh, if you're familiar with the, the Andy Coggin model, um, Hunter Allen training peaks guys, it's, it's essentially that very aerobic, very easy pace, you know, often described as something that, that you can kind of do all day long and you can accumulate a ton of zone two hours without burning out. What you really have to watch out for is once you start to kind of get over zone two, creep into, you know, what's considered like zone three tempo area and especially zone four and zone five, which is, you know, kind of your threshold or your VO2 areas. That's really when you start to accumulate um, a lot of um, a lot of fatigue um, and, and really like intense training hours, if that makes sense. That's when you really have to start watching your, your training volume because no longer are you just kind of doing these low intensity, you know, miles, hours, whatever, you're starting to mix in some really difficult stuff. Yeah. And one thing I've been reading about recently is how beneficial zone two running is for you. And actually the zone two running is far more beneficial than I think anyone ever realized. And that is actually where you make most of your gains running at least because you don't have to do a four hour zone two run to get the benefits of zone two. You can do under an hour and get the benefits of doing zone two. So even with, with running, what I want to do is, keep it to zone two. So I've actually done a few runs like this and I actually feel really good running is keep your heart rate and you just kind of toggle the speed. Once I hit 155 heart rate, I, you know, I just go down, I just go down one tick on the uh, treadmill, push that down to like 150 and then I tick back up and I just kind of fluctuate in that 150, 155 area. And I feel good the entire run. And I feel like I can, I feel like I can do more. I feel like I can keep running, but you know, the whole point of this is to stop and then look to the next workout feeling like I can, I can hit this Ryan, next workout. I did, a, now. I did a zone two run today, actually. It was pretty oh, good. Really? How'd it go? Uh, my bike, my bike is in the shop today. Uh, so I broke a shifter cable and, you know, I thought it was just time to take it in and get a tune up. So I don't have a bike for a week. Wanted to do something. And I, I keep telling myself, you know, I really want to just keep a little bit, I'm not training for anything like triathlon or running specific, uh, but I want to keep a little bit of running in my weekly like regimen just because I think it's kind of good for most people. Like if you think about it, like as a cyclist, the idea that you can't go run three miles without like being in pain is kind of ridiculous. I think it's kind of important to be able to run like a little bit, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if anything, just for some cross training. Yeah, and so this, so Anna and I talked about this on our on our podcast, but I saw it on a triathlon Taren YouTube uh, video that he did recently, and this is what kind of kick started my uh-huh. whole zone two thing. He's a, he's a big zone. It's because guy. he, yeah, and it, it sounds like he did quite a bit of research into this and actually talked to people. But what zone two does, and what how I think it applies to biking 
when you're running is that it adds it adds to the number of mitochondria that are in your cells and when you have more mitochondria you can produce or no it's not that you can produce more energy you can just sustain your energy for longer periods of time so then when you do your interval workouts it builds on on the current mitochondria that your cells have to then be able to do higher levels of work but the zone 2 stuff allows you to do to like maintain a higher threshold yeah, for and, longer. And there's like, uh, again, I, I'm no, no scientist, but I've listened to quite a bit of, uh, you know, uh, research or, or not listened to, but like listen to a lot of people podcasting the subjects and very smart people. And, you know, supposedly high intensity and high intensity efforts and zone two efforts, they, they essentially improve your endurance, but they target two separate pathways. So if you really want to make sure you're getting the most out of your training, what you want to do is you want to, mix in an appropriate amount of high intense, high intensity efforts with a good amount of, um, you know, low intensity zone two effort. And what that kind of does is it, it just makes you like, it just kind of, um, it hits every, every aspect of your aerobic system. So, um, you can do a lot of zone two efforts and, or zone two work and not bring in any high intensity. That's always been considered the, uh, uh, traditional base period, which you're really just working on kind of building your like biological durability. Um, but if you really want to maximize things, and especially if you're getting close to you know, like a, a big event that you've got coming up, that's kind of when you want to be doing both. Um, before you'd kind of done some research, Ryan, were you doing many zone two runs or were you kind of keeping it at like tempo pace? None, <laughs> like none. That's, I'm not kidding. Like surprising. none. Yeah. And this is again, I this is again where, you know, I had the idea that I needed to drain myself every single run. So I was pushing like not race pace, but like I was going off of feel. And if I felt good, I was like, let's push myself. And you know, if you you want to like, you know, going back to like handling your training load, like you can't, you can't just increase the amount of intensity that you do. Like you got to start to, if you're, if you're increasing your load, it's got to come from low intense hours. Yeah. And again, like I would push myself then on the run after doing a hard workout or hard bike workout the day before. And then the next day, then do another really hard bike workout. So I have two really hard workouts two days in a row, even though they're separate, you know, exercises or activities, there's still two hard workouts on your legs. And then I would go into the third day of workouts already pretty depleted from those prior two and you know mentally you're kind of like well i ran yesterday so i should be fine for biking but it 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 takes a overall stress on your body it's a lot of stress to be thrown at your body doing especially doing you know all these different sports that kind of hit different muscles you know it takes a lot out of you um you gotta gotta recover man you gotta you gotta sit back you gotta have your uh your recovery ale uh nice cold one uh put the feet up uh, maybe play some Call of Duty uh, and just relax a little bit. You know, that is actually one thing that I've still kind of you cut know, out of my diet is alcohol. So I've, every, I rarely... Every year, I say every year, for the past two years, really, uh, we always do something called uh, Sovember. Uh, Ryan, myself, and friends of the show, Matt and Tommy, where we don't drink for the month of November and we do various uh, stupid challenges with each other. 
And, you know, like after that, I haven't really even heard you bring up alcohol. Uh, are you just not really drinking very much since then? Or are you just uh, feeling just way better without it? I, I think I just feel way better without it. And I just, it's not like I don't, I just save it for certain times. So on the weekends now, I don't, you know, I used to just go to Walmart and grab a six pack for the weekend every Friday. Cause you know, I associated having a beer with like, okay, I had a long week. I can now like rest, you know, it's over, you know, I can enjoy my weekend because I have a beer in my hand. And it, it, it's kind of like the psychological response yeah, to yeah, having a beer in your hand. Goes down, you're just hanging, you're relaxing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and after November, I think what happened was, is I found a substitute to Which that. Which is cocaine. Uh, I found, <laughs> yeah, cocaine. Uh, no, I found a really uh, good seltzer water that I like that tastes just like the whiskey that I like. Not like the whiskey flavor, but it's the apple Jack. It's the apple Jack Daniel's whiskey flavor, and the apple in it is like really good. It's like really nice, sweet, mm. and crisp apple flavor. And I just ran across a seltzer water that had that same really crisp apple flavor, and it just hit the same spot as that whiskey did. And so now, like on on a Friday night, like I look forward to going and grabbing a seltzer water. And it hits it hits that same like serotonin level or whatever that's, in your brain that like alcohol um, did. Because I'm actually I'm still reading. You know I think we might have mentioned this book on the podcast before, but it's a book called Atomic Habits, and it's by uh, an author called named James Clear. And he's just talking about like how do you build really good habits. And it's funny because like you know the, what you were describing is essentially like a trigger, right? It's like what you wanted to feel was relaxed, and like the trigger for that was the beer and now what you did is you just replaced the trigger to get the same like dopamine feeling that you wanted um which is really interesting because like if you if you ask a lot of people like oh they would just be like oh i just you know i stopped drinking i can't drink anymore i just try not to think about it and all you did is you're like i don't really drink anymore because i have something else that i enjoy more than it yeah and so what it left me with was that same feeling of like it's the end of the week i'm gonna relax but then i didn't feel bloated i'd never got hangovers so it was like everything except the bad part still you know so now it's kind of like i've kind of tricked my brain into thinking like you don't want to feel like this so don't do it and now it's kind of like why would i if why would i have a beer on the weekends if i'm gonna feel bloated the next morning I might have a hangover and I could, I have something else that hits the same spot. So I almost feel like it's, I don't need, I don't need to have like alcohol on like a Friday night anymore, like having a beer after work and not like to say that I don't, you know, I still enjoy it. Like, I mean, everything's closed. So that, that's another thing is like, you can't be like with your buddies, right. like, Hey, let's go to the bar tonight and have yeah. a beer and shoot some darts that was you know yeah, for a little while it's kind of like the reason i drank beer was because we'd go like shoot darts and we'd get two dollar uh miller high lifes and then you know that's been uh that's been gone now so there's you know for us there's no reason to drink anymore yeah but yeah you know so like i went home last weekend and i was with like the family and stuff so you know we we had beers all weekend and stuff and my dad had a bunch of whiskeys and so it's not like i 
I say no to it. It's just like, you know, if if it's just like a weekend that we're hanging out at home, I just I don't yeah, feel the I mean, need to have it every weekend. It. Um, and you know, everybody kind of reacts to to alcohol different, but I know when I and I don't I don't really drink very much. I'll once in a while I'll go get. Um, I like to actually just buy like individual beers because then if I keep a six pack in the house, I'll drink it. Like not not. Yeah, I was the same yeah, way. It was like by the end of the weekend, that like six pack is gone. Like every other day. So like, what I do is I go I go to the store and I'll get like one like nicer like maybe bigger like either tall boy. Yeah, and just get like one. That's a good idea. Really good idea. That is a good idea. And uh, like this last weekend, Supercross was on. I was stoked to watch that, so I bought two uh, two nice IPAs, uh, watched Supercross, and then once those were done, alcohol's gone. I don't have any in my house. Big fan of not keeping that stuff in your house if you don't want to drink it. At least for me, that definitely helps. All right. Uh, last, thoughts. last thoughts. Um. Yeah, dude. I'm. It's weird. Like it's the end of January, and it's gonna be February pretty soon, and we're kind of getting close to like some possibly real bike racing or triathlon racing. So I'm pretty stoked, dude. Like I'm. Yeah. I'm just really enjoying e racing. I think Bike Race Weekly is uh, is firing on on all cylinders when we're able to actually do bike racing and this e racing man has been a huge game changer. So we're gonna continue to do some more of that. Uh, we're gonna get ready for some outdoor IRL bike racing. Ryan's doing his first half Ironman this year. We got a lot of cool stuff that we're gonna be looking forward to, and uh, mm-hmm. I can't I can't wait to to see everybody at the races again I'm... too. Yeah, and I am sitting on Zwift like strategy video that I've just not had the time to do, and I keep kicking myself every single time I think about it. So I'm gonna try this weekend to you know oh, dig you out time to, to we, do we those kind videos. Of brought stuff I think before uh, before Christmas and and kind of the holiday season, but uh, you know we're uh, we're kind of we're starting to, or we're trying to be consistent with when we Zwift race, whether it's, you know, every Wednesday, we're trying to pick a day a week where we get on and we all do a race. We set up a discord channel. So if we've got any listeners or followers out there that want to come do some racing with us, whether it's on Zwift, whether it's on RGT, uh, if you go to our Instagram, we got that discord channel in our bio, uh, feel free to join in. We're going to probably post the races that we, we plan on doing, and we're going to probably be in that discord chat while we, while we race. So, uh, Hopefully we got some listeners out there that want to uh, do some, some Zwift racing with us. Yep. And race are uh, not race Rick Zwift yeah. Zwift races a lot more than I do. So uh, Rick will do be probably doing oh, them yeah. a few times a week. If people are interested in, I will try to do them at least once a week. Uh, but yeah. And then, uh, Oh yeah. I, I didn't bring it up yet, but Ooh. I bought a Zwift running pod for uh for you put it on your shoe and then it connects with swift so you can run in swift Uh, that would be sweet you should definitely oh that's pretty cool maybe i'll try one of those yeah but mainly the the main reason was to get accurate like run tracking while while on a treadmill treadmill running yeah so then it gives like yeah and it gives me actual like you know pacing and you know when i upload it i can actually look at it with accurate detail uh, my my watch tracks on the treadmill and it is close enough but it's still 
you know, right. pretty a bit off, you know, like if I'm doing a 730 pace on the treadmill screen, I'm doing like a 720 pace on my watch because it's yep. based off of your arm movement. So I wanted to get a little bit more accurate treadmill running because I figured I'm going to be using it quite a bit. To be honest, I should have gotten it a few months ago. It's only a $40 yeah, you know, device, bad. so it's it's pretty cheap. So I'm pretty excited. I get that this week. It should be here in two days. So I'll uh, right, give a review nice. on it well, in like a week or two. that's everything, Ryan, I think we're probably ready to wrap up the podcast. All of our listeners can go find us on your favorite social medias, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You're going to find us at Bike Race Weekly. Um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be a little bit more consistent now that we're in the new year. And uh, looking forward to doing some more podcasts and seeing everybody both in in uh, virtual racing and hopefully soon real life racing. All right, catch you later. All right, thanks for listening, everyone.